Welcome to Life on Earth, The Peace Project, a podcast that teaches you how to connect with the divine and transform darkness into light through topics from yoga to nature and ultimately love. Join your host, Natalie Kwa, to celebrate and encourage diversity, peace and global equality, one earthling at a time. Take a deep breath, inhale everyone together. Open your mouth. Welcome to Life on Earth podcast, spiritual perspectives of our experiences on planet Earth and beyond. Hi everyone. I hope you're doing wonderful. Thank you for joining me. We began our session with drumming today with our guests, who I'm about to introduce very, very soon. I am sitting at Shanti Yoga Shala. This is the first podcast, I believe, that we record inside the studio. I have actually recorded on the porch, but not inside, and I record on the backyard as well. Um, The first podcast we recorded inside the Shanti Yoga Shala, and it's very soothing. It makes total sense that it's you, (laughs) (laughs) my special friend, Vanessa DeRover, our guest today. Hello. Hello. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy. I have so much energy going through me today. Yeah, it's a beautiful day. Um, I hope everyone, wherever you are on planet Earth, um, and if you are on a different planet, hi, we, we also send you love <laughs> wherever you are, bottom, bottom line. I hope you're having a wonderful day, morning, afternoon, or evening. Thank you for joining us. I'm always very grateful to have this medium to share experiences and not only mine but my guests and I feel we all as humans have commonalities and experiences we all share joys and hardships and you know if you're interested in this thing called life and evolution what a great thing to connect with one another so I always like to let people know what's going on right now we're sitting at the studio at the shala uh, Vanessa's here with me. We have this beautiful altar that Vanessa created for, uh, she just brought us through a drumming, a shamanic drumming, astral travel into deeper worlds in my yoga teacher training. We had a 300-hour yoga training today in deepening your practice, body, mind, and spirit. So we're sitting with this beautiful altar surrounded by crystals of all sorts that you can possibly imagine, beautiful crystals, different colors. Um, Palo Santo, there's some awesome Palo Santo around. The altar is so beautiful, Vanessa. Thank you. And behind Vanessa's altar, which she created, is the altar that we have at Shanti. Ganesha is there and also Shiva 
And so we have had a full day. It is the evening in New Orleans, and we have had a full day of some very deep sadhana. Sadhana means spiritual practices, devotional work that we have done, beloved devotional work to our higher power and just as an expression, again, of our evolution. We've had yoga, asana practice, a few classes. We've had chanting. We've had meditation. You know, we've had Sanskrit chants. We've had pranayama practice. We've had a, a workshop on journaling and connecting to deeper layers of your being. So really a lot... And then we had Vanessa, who was a guest artist at our studio, guest healer, guest human, (laughs) magical being at our studio today. Um, And I'll let her talk a little about what she did. But also what you heard in the beginning is the drums. And it's a drum that Vanessa was playing. She She guided us at the shala today through the shamanic journey with the drums. And that was really powerful. And it was extremely beautiful and powerful. So I really wanted to add that into this podcast session. Vanessa, I wanted to ask you, for people who I'm introducing you to, people who don't really know you, how I know that you have been on this journey, even though you are, young you have been on it seems to me lives which it is Mm -hmm. but on this this life in particular you've been really working with all these modalities for a long time healing modalities right yes I started very very young in my teenage years I was already kind of obsessed with it and Mm -hmm. I was already doing psychic work from when I was I was I always tell people when I was a child I started reading palms I picked it up by overhearing a a family member that had gone to Spain and got a gypsy reading. And I just knew. I knew how to do it. And I was 13 when I bought my first tarot deck. And spirituality was my obsession. As I grew older, I did my Reiki initiations. I became part of the Great White Brotherhood of Light. As a teenager, I had my Wicca years. I was a solitary practitioner. I started working with shamanism. Growing up in New York, I had we had the Caribbean Santeria culture, we had the Dominican voodoo culture, Sansi, we had all the botanicas. So I was emerged in, in this world that was just had everything that I could look for. Mm-hmm. And I was started working really young at the Wicca shops and I started reading early on. It was just it wasn't something I had thought of. It was just someone like forced me to read for them because I was always mm-hmm. playing with the cards. And that led me to realize that that was something I did. And I constantly kept growing with it. But growing up in New York, that always seemed like it was a, a hobby mm-hmm. or just like the way it was seen was like a funny thing. You know, oh, that funny thing she does, you know. And then as I grew older and realized that I couldn't pretend anymore to be the person that was the project director or whatever career or job I had landed that didn't make me happy and that people would have died for, but I I didn't care. (laughs) I realized I couldn't do that anymore. And I had to really make a shift around 2007. I really realized I couldn't be that person anymore. And it didn't matter what my family thought. It didn't matter what anyone thought. 
I was going to let go of of what I called the mainstream or the mundane, you know, like trying to like make it the way we were taught to do it, you know, have a job, have a career, have a salary for a 401k, you know, and it, it, it didn't work for me. And it really changed everything for me. At that point, I was astro traveling and I was learning how to do auric surgery. And I was, I was becoming an empowered, at the time I would say young woman, because I didn't feel like a woman yet, but I was feeling more in my power. I wasn't in the corner anymore. I wasn't the shy girl that could see so many things that didn't understand. And I started, when I really took that role of saying, this is who I am, it wasn't overnight. It was a long process and a hard one, but I, I could never go back. It was, that was the one thing I even would say if people, it's like, oh, think of it as a midlife crisis, but I don't want to have a midlife crisis when I'm midlife. I, w- I know I'm not doing something right now. So I wanted to figure out that. And funny enough, thanks to the weird coincidences of having a really bad president back then, we ended up having um, extensions with unemployment. Uh, we had like three years extensions, right, when Bush messed everything up. So it blessed me. And that was something that I realized that um, economy, be it of America or the world, has nothing to do with what we create abundance. Because I had to get out of the box. At first, I was like, what can I do to not have an, an, you know, a, a, an income sense job? What can I do that I'm my own boss? You know? And how can I help? And I started cleaning houses. You know? And I felt that it was, I was spiritually cleaning them. But I had to learn how to physically clean first, too, in a strange way. It was like my, you know, my, um, my humbling in a way. Like, where do we start? How do I start from nowhere? And it was the easiest thing that I could think of. Well, I, I can clean houses. You know, it's the same thing I do. I'm constantly cleansing people. And that shifted for me because it gave me a power to know that I create abundance in a different way from putting an ad on Craigslist, from getting a phone call, from getting a referral. So I started working um, independently, I would call gigs. And then I started realizing I, I was good with kids. So I'd babysit, I'd tutor, I'd do anything that I could that wasn't trapping me in a nine to five. And as I started this, and through this time, I'd do meditations and get my classes and learn what I needed to learn. So it was this weird shift that happened for three years for me until I finally was like, oh, this is who I am. This is what I create. And I finally understood that I couldn't go back. It was like a bridge, like a rainbow bridge, going from that world to living a different world and how I could create it on a physical level too by maintaining. And then as I grew and grew and grew, eventually that's when I came to the realization that I didn't want to be in New York anymore. And that took me to the next journey to trying to figure out what I did want and what I didn't want. Because I already knew what I didn't want, but I hadn't figured out what I did want. It's funny that you mentioned journaling because that's what helped me. I started journaling to my divine male. I was told that we had a divine male and a female, like a wife and a husband. And if the husband doesn't know what the wife wants, it doesn't know what to do. So it just gives by default. Um... And then the wife's constantly unhappy because it didn't want it that way. But the only reason she's unhappy because she doesn't know what she wants. He doesn't know how to make her happy. 
So I started sitting down asking for what I wanted. At first, it was like a shopping list because I didn't know how to start. So I was just like, well, you know, I need a new pair of pants. You know, I need this. I need that. And then as I kept journaling, I started realizing that this conversation was two-sided, that the divine male also had messages for me. And then I would write from that point of view. And that point of view was so beautiful because the male really just wanted to make me happy. It was there for me unconditionally to make me unconditionally happy. And it would say, thank you for letting me know what you want. You know, I'm working on it. I love you. It would offer me unconditional loving words, words that I always wanted, but I couldn't receive from others because I couldn't even receive it from my own male aspect. I think that's so awesome that you are mentioning this because you also talked a little about that today with our group in our session and it's this idea to be able to ask for what you want and many of us for some reason especially I find sometimes women have a hard time accessing that energy or feel guilty for asking for what you want and it's a lesson that I too had to learn the hard way and learn that once you you do step up into that you know male energy and you ask for what you want um, on other planes and on this one, it is much more effective. Yes, and things manifest a mm-hmm. lot. So you know, my hope is that no one feels afraid to be who you are yes. and to ask for what you need and what you want in your life. I mean, the worst that could possibly happen is for someone to say no or a situation to say no. Mm-hmm. And then you also want to know if yes. that is the outcome. Mm-hmm. So there is no, it's a win-win situation. Um, yes. I love that you mentioned that. And we talked before we started this podcast, it's kind of like if you're in a restaurant and the waiter comes and says, what would you like to eat for dinner? And you say, oh, just whatever. You know, you don't, you don't know. You say, whatever you want. Well, there's... <laughs> 10 things on this menu well, I'm just I can't just bring you whatever so you know we have to practice with everything mm-hmm. everything to say what yeah I, I would like you know that if you have three choices with yellow black blue I want the yellow or you know practice with little things some people so that don't even know do how everything. they like their eggs most exactly. women don't even know that because they eat yeah. it how their mom ate it how their father ate it how their husband eats it, how their boyfriend wants it. They don't even know how they like their eggs. <laughs> and that's something that's taught to us because as yeah. women, when we're, when we're young, if we have brothers, no matter how we were grown up, we were taught usually like our needs aren't the first. It's, it's, they need it. Someone else is always more important. So, yes, knowing what we want is so important. It's so important because it connects us with stepping us into our power. And if we want to you know, better ourselves and our lives and the planet, we need to start here. And the only way that we're going to do that is by stepping up to full authenticity of who we are. And that's why I love the work that you do so much. If you can, will you please uh, tell everyone a little bit of the journey you brought us through today as an example of what you do? Today, we led here at the yoga studio a beautiful shamanic uh, journey circle, which is what I would call them, uh, with the beat of the drum as a heartbeat. We went into the inner world to connect to our spirit guides and our totem animals. And we were able to do a lot of deep healing. 
And this is one of the modalities that I would say is great to connect to our own answers. Uh, one of the things I always like helping people with is as much as I can guide you, I want you to learn how to connect to your higher self. I want you to learn how to connect to your divine male. I want you to learn how you're a natural healer, how you have the answers. We all have the answers within. Some of us, it's easier to get those answers. But even for myself, I have to seek others' help too because it's so much easier for me to get answers for everyone else. But when it's for my own self, I do have to seek help too. I do have to seek even in meditation for myself or from others. We always need that guiding light, that, that spirit to help us, to, to guide us. The divine male, going back a little to the divine male, is the same aspect of, of asking and learning what we were doing. I offer um, readings, as you know, in private and in person. And these readings, uh, as much as I use tarot, it's hard for me to explain because it's and a karma clearing. And also on the clearing. phone and yeah. distant, distance, distance as well. You don't yeah. have to be in the same room mm-hmm. to do a reading. Yeah, Because I'm connecting to the higher self, I can be anywhere. Yeah. So most of my readings are over the phone or in person. You also be- Reiki. Yes, master. and Reiki can be done through distance, healing energy. Um, and thanks to the help of the angels, they connect us all. You're a Reiki master? Yes, I'm a Reiki master teacher under Usui, and I'm also a Reiki, a rainbow Reiki practitioner, and I'm also initiated in the meetings of the angels, which allow me to connect to the nine orders of the angels. And that's just few one of some of the few initiations I've done over the years. Uh, but I do like to tell people we need as much as we do learn. Um, the healing arts is something that even goes beyond the idea of Reiki or Chi or Kundalini. It's, it, it's like a, it's like, it's not even a lifestyle. It's like a force of energy that can come in many ways. But when we learn just as we learn yoga and we learn what's the, the correct way of going, it allows us to connect to the more, to the infinite. So each person can become their own beacon um, as they learn to know themselves too because that is part of the journey as much as I can help others I'm a mirror and you're a mirror for me so it's a co-creation so every person that comes gets a session with me they have to have the question to even find me and I am able to channel and be the oracle for them the spiritual translator is what I call it to help them find it but it's a co-creation it's, it's a perfect co-creation. And if I don't keep growing in all aspects in my life, I can't keep helping everyone else either because that's where it always goes back to the self, to, well, how do I take care of me today? What do I need to keep growing? Do I need more sleep? You know, do I need to uh, not take appointments today? You know, what is it I need to keep growing? I feel that if we don't take care of ourselves, it's really almost impossible to take care of others. Yes. and You are neglecting your own Mm -hmm. self. And my advice to everyone, including myself, is let's not do that. Mm -hmm. We are in a time that we need to tune in to what we need in ourselves. Not in a selfish way, but in a way that... Yes, even if you want to say it's selfish, but, you know, we need to really put ourselves first. Yes. 
And um, and then from that space, extend with that light, so that others can you know grow and be in a, in a with us in a place of growth, opportunity, joy, grace, gratitude, mm-hmm. and love. And that is not we're not going to access those vibrations Without if living we it. are not embodying mm-hmm. it exactly. Yes, we have to realize that. One, the work that I do sharing with others, I'm happy to do, and that was part of my path. But that may not be everyone's path. Someone may be a a nurse, a doctor, a practitioner, have a regular job, and that may make them happy. That may be what they're meant to be, to be the healers, to be those beacons. But that's where we have to learn what makes us happy. Yeah, I don't think that, you know, even though I, my podcast is very much geared towards healing and spirituality, and I am a yoga teacher, and, and a lot of my friends are, really, my friends are everything. I have friends in all walks of life in different places. I don't I don't necessarily think that, yeah, like what you're saying, mm-hmm. I think it, you can find your happiness, and, you, you know, it, you will know if you are in a job— you, you know, that that job resonates with your soul, yes. body, mind, and spirit, and the vibration is non-toxic and clear, mm-hmm. and you feel clear. I mean, you could be, you know, whatever. It doesn't matter. Have yeah. a nine-to-five job. Have yeah. whatever you want to. We're not, like, saying that you shouldn't do that. We're mm-hmm. just saying be in alignment on the... Vertical. Be the example. Yeah, and like on the vertical so that really we can embody that like body, mind, and spirit and connect yes. with there and there. Heaven and earth. Heaven and earth and just yes. live our life, you know, in alignment. And if that means that you you work whatever in an mm-hmm. office that you it's a it's a job that you know it's it's honorable that's every every mm-hmm. everything is important you may love tires yes and want to sell tires and help help fix that's people's it. tires and you may bless so many people by patching up a tire that, that could be your mission on earth and that could make you happy because maybe you like to think things quiet maybe you like to smell the flowers why why is that not okay can we make every job that we have a ministry mm-hmm. of, you know, showing up and really with this kind of service mentality and devotional? I love when you said today in our workshop to bless certain situations or, you know, you... But instead of reacting, of, of, of feeling upset or angry or almost victimized or by the world, we need to send love and blessings. And realize that everyone has their own story. It's almost like, in a way, funny enough, we need to mind our own business. (laughs) Because we are here to find our divine happiness and joy and be the example. So we're not here to suffer or give everything we have away for others because there's an infinite source for everyone. So we're here to choose what we want to create. And if we can become the creators of the joy and happiness in our lives, then we become the example. And then people may ask us, how did you do it? And we may say, well, these are the tools I used. And you may use them if you like, but everyone has to find their way. But we can't be an example through suffering and poverty and and pain because what we've already seen what that gives us. It doesn't give us what we want or need. Yeah. And I like when, oh, yeah, you were talking about the money that you would you bless, know, it, bless yes. it before you gave it. Can you yes. speak about that? Patricia Ann Davis is a Navajo elder. Um, I always share her information. She taught me that 
it was a beautiful speech that she gave about money. If we look at it from one side, you see a dead president that mostly probably did evil. Mm -hmm. And that's not who's in charge of this money. If we turn it around and honor it, we see in God we trust and we could bless it. I usually put it in order. I don't like to keep my money quinkled. It's, it's honor. It's, it's, it gives me food. It gives me respect. So I try to, when I have time to order it, I turn it all around and I bless it. And I, I put a blessing of abundance so it can grow for others, not just for me, but that it multiplies. So as I'm giving this blessing, as I'm paying things during the day or throughout my time, as I'm giving it to them, I'm, I'm being conscious that I'm giving it to them in the way that I've blessed it, on the side of God, on realizing that this paper is linen, that the green ink came from photosensitives, that it comes not from a bank or a job, or the government, that it literally comes from source, that it's the way we've chosen to share in this world, in this program that we have. And until that changes, that's what we use. So we can't discard it or think money's evil, or we have to bless it and shift it. And then as we give those, we become tribal. So we're giving to our communities, and that's helping them feed, and we're creating abundance. So I always say, may this money grow a hundredfold, may grow tenfold, may it continue growing, going about everywhere. And then that changes your relationship with money because now you're not upset to receive it. Now you're not upset to give it out. And then eventually we need to have that same relationship at the register where we're not in panic or in fear or lack. And that starts changing that relationship for us I by just blessing it. I love to think about it. it also as energy. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you talk about? I see this flow of energy. Yes continuous flow yes everything is energy and that's just another expression mm-hmm. of it as it comes in and keeps goes it out it comes in and goes and out it comes in and goes it out to just be mm-hmm. and bless it and send it love yes and I'll, then imagine how many people are going to touch that dollar bill that you bless yeah that i mean just alone if one person just focus on blessing all the money they give out in their world that alone is enough to spread all over the world wow and I love this idea, speaking also of, you know, putting great energy out into the universe. Maybe sometimes I wake up and I think, I wanna, I'm going to smile to random people, you know, mm-hmm. just just make that little effort. And then it will become natural. You'll just do it. But if somebody is having a bad day and somebody, even if they don't know them, looks at you in the eye and gives you a big smile, automatically you feel this like huge flow of energy that's so positive and so beautiful that might have just completely changed somebody's day or it certainly that has happened to me and it's changed oh. my day when I received this authentic, beautiful, uplifting smile mm-hmm. and a, you know, a true look in my eyes with honesty and no agenda. And it's just such a, a beautiful thing and so simple that we can all do, you mm-hmm. know, and it creates like a ripple effect that then we affect everyone. There's so many things that we can do to transform our day-to-day reality, to Even, live positively. Mm-hmm. The light we brought in with the Diamond Dragons today, that's one of the things I said this light will continue blessing you and others. Because as you interact with people, 
it's like tag. Now they got tied with the diamond dragons. Can you speak of the diamond dragon for us? And where does that philosophy come from? The diamond dragons uh, for us have been, we started channeling the energy as we learned about the angels. And not just me, but uh, Diana Cooper has a book, uh, talks a little bit about the dragons and how they've come into the world to help us. The idea is that in this these last couple of years, thanks to Archangel Michael, they've let's say we've opened up the portal to the Diamond Dragons. The Diamond Dragons are what we consider the first order of angels, which are seraphim and cherubim angels. So the first order of angels are angels that are the farthest away from us, closest to God, closest to the heavens. But for a long time, they really couldn't help us down here because we were so far away. So many times when we did too much spiritual work, we may have been out of our body and not been able to be here and do basic tasks. Because I had a whole year where I was just like floating and I had no idea what was going on. But I couldn't do basic things like uh, call, uh, you know, the internet company or things like that just eluded me. It was like, oh, you know, I'm so, but I wasn't in my body per se. As this opening has opened for the last couple of years for the blessing of ascension, for the blessing of us coming full circle, the Diamond Dragons helped create all this in the beginning and now have come home to help us elevate even more. So to me, the Diamond Dragons are the breath of God, are the idea that they have such fierce power that they can take things through free will that has been created negatively or an entity or a darkness, something that because of free will, the wrong use of free will has created a timeline that isn't correct or a grid or a curse in the family or any disadvantage in the world. And the diamond dragons are coming in to help. And thanks to me, through Rachel, to anyone that's connecting to them, they're teaching us how to give them permission. Because if someone comes and gets a session or meditation with me, I'm giving them permission of what the angels have taught me to put in place, almost like a program. And then it keeps creating and co-creating. So I'm always learning with them. But to me, they're these beautiful, if we thought of it, it would be our higher self's version in diamond dragon form. They're our highest version of what we can become. Is there a way that we can call upon them if we need them? Yes. I mean, just even, I always say with angels, you got to invite them into your home. I, in, I literally the other day I said. I love that you're saying that because yes. it teaches us. Um, in, with the angels, I learned many years ago to say, you know, Archangel Michael, move in with me, be my roommate, come with me everywhere I go, be my stalker, you know, like be with me everywhere. Help me when I'm stubborn. It's, it's kind of a true relationship that you start building. But we do have to invite. If someone is going through a hard time in their life or some kind of transition or anything that they feel a little stuck or the energy is a little lethargic, how would you recommend, um, you know, how to call in the angels and to maybe, if you, would you don't recommend? know where to start, and especially if you're in a place that you need help, a lot of help, I would start with the guardian angel because that's the closest to earth and the closest to the person. So just saying, I call in my guardian angel, please be with me, move in with me, guide me, help me, help me out of the situation, show me the light, give me signs. That alone enough is enough to do so much. And then that starts a communication. 
I always tell people to put a high being in charge. Many of us have many commissions. I have Native American guides. I have Viking guides. Um, I'm, my family's from Ecuador, so if you look at me, you know, you're not going to see any Viking in me. But I, I now have realized I do have Viking guides. I have so many different guides that I had too many. And it was like 20 generals all fighting for different things. And I was stuck because I didn't know which way to go. So when I started putting, I put the angels in charge. And as I started working with them, then they started elevating me in a direction. They didn't lose everyone else, but now we had a commander in chief. You know, we had a, a direction to go. And through the years I've started, then I picked, okay, a trinity. I was like the goddess, the Buddha, and the angels. And then now, because I'm working so much with the diamond dragons, I've put them in charge because they're the highest energy that I, I feel being downloaded to me now. So it can change. But it is important to pick one, what I would call ascended being, a Jesus, a Buddha, your guardian angel, an archangel, you know, one of the basics, Michael, Gabriel, Raphael, Uriel. That's like the, the powerful four, and they help everyone. So it is important to put someone in charge, even if that's Holy Spirit, you know, even if that's um, a fairy. You need someone in, in charge to guide us. We have to have a communion with that divinity. And everything, just as us humans, has flavors and lifetimes and karma and things they want, you know. And a lot of spirit guides were embodied, but some aren't. So we want to get the ones that are going to guide us to that beacon, to that highest version of ourselves. I mean, I love to think sometimes I will light a candle to my garden angel. I think mm -hmm. that's a beautiful practice if anyone hearing this you feel inspired to say a prayer like Vanessa suggested. You can bring flowers. You can create an altar. You can light a white candle or a candle that attracts you. You can put some crystals. You can do, you know, so many things to connect you if you need something tangible. And also there is this um, idea of, you know, offering some something. I love it when you even say that, you sometimes send Reiki to mm -hmm. your angels. They don't need Reiki, yes. but they love it. They love it. They love and it. So it has to be an exchange. And Reiki, for somebody who doesn't know, but you can tell them a little bit yes. about Reiki. Yes, Reiki is a hands-on healing that uses universal energy. And to me, it's, it really is um, a healing. Uh, if we think of it as a web of life, it's the ethers. It's what's in between all of us. And as we focus in this white light, we're able to send it. With Reiki, it is an initiation. So usually you're taught and initiated into the to that aspect. But that's just a word for it. If no someone doesn't have initiation, they can send pink love light from their heart. We all have light. Mm -hmm. um, under, I guess what I'm trying to say is to understand that we all have healing energy. So one of the things I had to learn to be able to give and receive love was to send and receive love, to sit there in meditation and say, uh, I, I'll use you as an example. I could say, I'm going to sit here and imagine all the love Natalie has for me coming towards me, towards my heart right now. And if I sit there and receive this beautiful love that's there from you naturally, mm -hmm. I now start seeing how it is to feel to receive that love. And I could also then send that love to you. That's healing love right there. That's, that's, that's more primal than anything we can do because that's what we, we're doing right now. Like we're giving each other light and it's growing. 
Mm-hmm. And that's instead of us trying to take it, which has been the wars that the world has been in, everyone were taught, they were taught to steal from each other, you know, the chi. But if we all realize that we all have it and are here to grow each other and bless each other, then that, that competition goes away. Uh, and we start realizing that it's freely available to all of us. And, and there's an abundance inside us. And there's an abundance. Yes. And there's an unlimited abundance of everything. Of everything. Yes. And the, that's something that we're taught that's not. The like way that, that Rachel, uh, um, Rachel, <laughs> she came up right now. Yeah. Our, that's our Reiki teacher. Um, the way Vanessa and I met was through Rachel, but we, we have been in some Reiki um, initiations together in some Reiki. Um, play, yeah, like mm-hmm. workshops or healing sessions and, you know, learning. And it's, it's, it's awesome because I feel so blessed that I have been through a few workshops that you were there too. Yes. And it's, it was such a great way to, to get to know each other mm-hmm. in this lifetime because I feel like we probably know each other from before. Yes, I believe yeah. so too. <laughs> <laughs> but, and then uh, Vanessa has also done some workshops at the studio, at the Shala as well, and has been a guest speaker in my teacher trainings a few times. I have gone to you for counseling as well, and, um, you know, it's, it's really cool to have, to have this collaboration. Yes, I love, I love, uh, I'm very picky about who I work with, so yeah. I loved you immediately when I met you, and I knew <laughs> I, I was like, oh, I was looking for a place to work from, because um, yeah. not everyone has a heart, um, that is out out here, out everywhere now. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people did see it as um as another, you know, trade, another business form in mm-hmm. a sense. So it's beautiful when we meet others that have that same heart that are, are to share and to heal. Well thank you. I appreciate you and your energy and all your contributions to, you know, our community together. What do you think about ascension? Oh, I love Ascension. Because that, com- that keeps coming up a lot lately, and I feel a lot of us have, you know, n- no, have heard, most yes. people have heard and, and have read about it, but don't exactly know what's going on. And we all know that right now we are going through some transitional time mm-hmm. on we the are. planet. There's a lot that's shifting. Their Ascension is happening. Yes, it's it's been happening. Can you speak a little about that? Uh, yes, Um <laughs> I've been wanting to make these uh, ascension shirts. Funny enough, that says ascended, and then in uh, the back says yet with a question mark. You know, did we Love ascend it. yet? Are we there? Are we not there? Because many people uh, take ascension in a different way. Some people take it in like um, you know an alien kind of point of view. Some people thought of it like it was a one-day kind of thing, like something big was going to happen. And then some people thought we were going to have like three days of darkness and the polar shifts were going to split. And and in time, I started realizing that we are in a form of ascension and we are in what we call the new age or the golden age, but it's not one day. And there's no, there's no timeline. Everyone has their own timeline. I think what is happening right now is that because of the eclipses and because now we believed it all started in 2012, which was a preparation, but I think the timelines have been a little off from our calendar per se. From what I've read, we were four years off, so it really started around 2016, the through elevation, but we were preparing for it. 
And what it really means is that we're going to be able to live heaven on earth with our bodies. Before ascension, you'd leave your body. You know, you'd go into death and rebirth and ascend into what we would think of enlightenment. What's happening now on earth is the whole world ascending. We're going from third dimensional living, which had a lot of chaos and was only based on material kind of greed and hunger in a way, uh, survival to a fifth dimensional living, which is more of harmony, which is more of peace, which is more of love. And why do we skip the fourth dimension? Because as far as we understand, many planets have messed up when they went through the fourth dimension. Why? Fourth dimension is very magical. It's magic, actual magic, uh, very once upon a time magic. And which means that a lot of us already have natural magic uh, abilities, but people get lost when they feel power, when they can move something or make it a little more like charmed, you know, when it's like, oh, we can levitate, you know. Um, I'm thinking Harry Potter. Yes, yes, very <laughs> Harry Potter. So yeah. too many planets have gotten lost at that time. So they said, no, we ain't going to do that. We're going to skip fourth dimension, which is why it's been a couple of hazy years. But right now, because of the eclipse, a lot of things are happening to people if they haven't done their work, if they haven't really taken time to heal their hearts, their relationships with their family, their relationships with money, their relationships with relationship, their relationships with love with themselves. They're seeing a manifestation, either maybe an illness, maybe someone that isn't getting the help they need. Um, there, is, there is chaos happening. It's only happening because it's been warned for ages. So the people that haven't been ready to do their work are now being forced to do so. And that's why we're seeing a little bit of the chaos out there. But it doesn't need to be that way. And it's not that it's a punishment. It's like, what have we not learned? We're all learning the same lessons. A lot of us even have the same storylines in, in ascension, which could be when we're learning to astral travel or when we're talking to gods and goddesses or channeling or, or just being in peace. It's a similar story that we're all experiencing, but different and unique. But we all have, think of Harry Potter, we all have 10, 12 courses. I'm just using that as a random mm -hmm. example yeah. that we got to complete. So one could be healing, one could be divination, you know, one could be uh, astral traveling, you know, and everyone does those classes how they want, you know, first this one, this one, that. It's unique to each person. But if someone said, no, 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 shut that down, didn't believe it and thought it was all crazy and that they were just here to, you know, I don't know, get drunk and do nothing then life is starting to say, no, it's not going to work that way. So we're seeing exits. We're also seeing, as we were talking yeah, when earlier. You, when you say exits, it means literally yes, some people passing are, away. Yeah, some people are choosing to go. Yes, and that is part of ascension. Yeah. We get a choice. We get to stay on earth or we get to go to heaven. I mean, we call it heaven, but we get to go to the other transcend. side. To transcend. Um, and that is a choice. That is a choice. And I, for a long time, had already, like, was worried because I wanted to be here. I enjoy life. I, I want to experience life. I am happy in this world. But some people don't feel that connection. Mm -hmm. uh, they may have false beliefs that they belong in another planet or they don't want to be here. 
the more they keep believing that, the more their bodies will shut down on them. This is our vehicle, our spaceship. Like, we want to be here. We need to give it gas and water and health and food we need. We need to keep our homes clean and be in integrity, you know? Mm -hmm. Find ways to, if we're not happy in our jobs or it feels like we're lying all the time, it's probably because we are. So we need to look for something else that we don't have to lie or cheat or hurt people, you know? And if we all start doing that little by little, the world will change. It has to because everyone's making the right choices. Yeah, we're really in this space right now that it's, like you said, we're being pushed and, you know, it's right there on your face. We're not in the gray zone, you know, this not wanting to deal, like if you're lying or whatever Mm -hmm. it is, it's just going to, it's the manifestations of the truth is just happening like very quick. And, you know, you can't really cheat too much anymore. No, there's no more cheating anymore. It's like whatever, it's on your face, it's there, you're going to deal with it, whether you like it or not. Yeah, there's no more running away. So might as well deal with it with a lot of integrity, like you're saying, Mm -hmm. so that we can actually embrace, okay, we're all here to learn. Yes. We're all here to learn what love is. And there's no judgment, you know, and and I think some people feel judged. Oh, they're sick, so they're not ascending, or they haven't ascended yet. And that's and, not and feel a, no shame because yes. you know you are not your downfalls. You are not your bank account. You are not your debt. You mm-hmm. are not your. Um, you know y- that's not. We are so much deeper. Yes. The, don't let anyone ever take that away from you. That no matter what chaotic is going on, whether in the world or your life. This deep essence of divine sparkle that you are, the essence of who you are, it's yours forever. Mm -hmm. It has always been yours and it will continue to be. And there is nothing that is going to, you know, paint you and taint you into another Mm -hmm. color and spark. And so, you know, connect with that. And even if you are going through a moment that's extremely, you know, difficult, that could, you could somehow your ego identify with Yes. And then you say... You're creating everything. Everything that is in your face right now, you've co-created it. You know, blessings. Mm -hmm. And I understand I am going through whatever it is, but I am, I am going, I'm a certain, you know, I'm going to continue. And if you want, if you choose to stay here and ascend, you will continue to, you still will continue to evolve Mm -hmm. and you, you know, you will come out of it. Yes. On the other side, the light will continue to shine. Mm -hmm. And I truly believe in that. I think sometimes uh, the reason why, like you said, like, you know, that it gets too chaotic and too dark is just because we don't really want to deal with our own shit. Yes. You know, and so, but it's like, no, that's Mm -hmm. it. Yeah, no, we can't, you know, and there's no escaping it anymore. And we all have all those attributes. And it's okay, but we need to move beyond them, you know? And there's no punishment. There is a, basically a humbling that's happening. It's very humbling. Yes. When you really make the choice to take the journey and to um, face all of your fears, the good and the bad, it's very humbling. Yes. I will add that because of the eclipse we just had a couple of weeks ago, a lot of males are opening up to the divine male, which is a balanced female energy. And there have been some, what I would say, false gurus that maybe were pretending to know more than they knew. 
and now they're collapsing. Maybe some even in insanity because they couldn't hold the goddess energy. They couldn't hold the purity of it. So if you do encounter people in your lives that are collapsing, it's, it's not a punishment to them. It's just they were working with forces they couldn't understand. And for women, I think it's easier for us because we are the vessel of life that comes into this world, period, to handle those energies. But men now that are being balanced, the ones that were pretending are really getting hit hard right now. And we have to be aware of that too, that the males in our lives that are also connecting to the divine goddess energy, we can see it, we can feel it, but there will be some that don't do well. Um, and we have to be okay with that, that that's what they chose. Um, that's their price to pay. It's like we're working with forces you don't understand. And that's a hard thing that's happening to a lot of energies that I've even had a couple of clients call me for their husbands or for their partners. Um, and I've seen it and it literally happened right at the eclipse because this eclipse is going to last two years and it's karma. It's a karma eclipse. So all karma is being come to face. And the more blessings you've given is wonderful because now they're coming back. But for those that haven't done it right, they're going to get <laughs> slapped. And we're going to see it. And we need to be okay with letting them go through their process and even protecting ourselves from those energies. And that is where we do have to, as women, be selfish for our, ourselves, for our children, and whoever that is, be it a boss or whoever, we have to protect ourselves first. So give me examples of how we can protect our energy and protect ourselves. We have to be honest with ourselves. We have to say this person has been hurting me for a very long time. And I'm going to say no to that. You know, this relationship is destructive. I need to say no to it. This isn't bringing me love. This isn't true. This is false. Is this true? Is this true? What's true? You know, how does this feel in me? And that's the hardest part to look at someone and realize I am not going to go to your victim consciousness suffering. I'm going to stay in my elevated place and allow you to come to me if you choose, but I am not going to lower myself for you. I love when you mentioned that even in our workshop uh, at the Shala today. You know, we're not in a place anymore uh, vibrational in this planet that we will, we, 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 we're not going to lower ourselves in this victim consciousness because it's not helping anybody. Mm -mm, no more. And so how can we assist but yet elevate? Boundaries. If we, all energies, all relationships are exchange. All relationships are wanted, not needed. So there has to be an exchange, some form of, be it love, be it energy, be it time. It has to be a win-win. And if it's not, then it's us that's creating that. So when we realize relationships are not win-win anymore, we have to be okay with releasing them from our lives and only allowing the good that is worthy to be in. 
Because not only you are, um, and I'm sort of kind of feeling this right now as I'm, you know, kind of channeling this information, not only we are, you know, doing this for our own selves, but we're actually also by doing that, we're serving them. Yes, we're serving all of humanity all the time. Mm -hmm. And as selfish as it sounds, it's by choosing our higher self, then ourselves, <laughs> and then others, including our children, our husbands, and boyfriends, and lovers, you mm -hmm. know, because it's our higher self that's important, then us, and then others. That was one of the hardest lessons I had to learn. Yeah. That included my mom and my family and so many people that I had been sacrificing for for no reason. And once I realized that that's what they were creating and who they were, I now wasn't judging. I was detached. But that gave me enough detachment to go create the life I wanted for me and for those around me. And then I started attracting people. And that's how I ended up here in New Orleans. It was like a magic. But it came from writing to the divine male and saying, yes, I want a relationship. I want a love that loves me like the sun loves California. I literally read that. I found the old journal the other day. And four years later, I feel I have that today. I have everything I asked for. But I first had to even sit there for weeks to figure out what it was. Because for years, I'd say, oh, maybe I want a relationship. Maybe not. Guys are kind of screwy. Oh, maybe I don't want it. No, I don't know. Maybe whatever. And that's the order that's that you're putting. That's the If you're saying that, yes. that is the order that you put yes. it out to the universe. I say that to a lot of um, the the girls that I coach in my trainings, you know, and in my life coaching uh, that I do. If if that's what you're you're telling the universe, mm -hmm. and that's what you're going to get, and it's very confusing. You know, yes. you pay a lot of attention to what you're putting out there and how you're yes. saying things. Every story, even if say. you're just saying that to a friend, or you just you know because you want to sound cool or mm -hmm. whatever it is, Sarcasm that ev ev everything is energy. Everything is vibration. Everything is energy, and energy cannot be destroyed. It can only mm -hmm. be transformed. So that is going to have a ripple effect. And, you know, remember, if your garden angels and the universe and all your guides are there, and just the, you know, the the, the higher source, so just prana, life force, chi, it's there, and it's going to say, okay, well, then that, that, that's, that's what, what you're she saying. Wants. Yeah, that's that's what she likes. Yeah. You know, many people are like, what does the universe want for me? And the universe is like, what does she want? Yeah. And I'm like, what do you want? They're like, well, what the universe wants me to do. They're like, well, the universe wants to know what you want to do. They're like, but what am I meant to do? Well, what do you want to do? What do you enjoy? <laughs> yeah. So it's a constant like fight back between, oh, the universe is doing this yeah. to me. No, you are doing this to yeah. you. And it might, it might mean that, you know, you might have to go through a period of um, digging in and some soul searching. It took me a couple of years. Even some dark nights, you yes. know, and, and those are those are all very helpful. Yes. You know, they are our teachers. Let's not, let's know that even those who um, have hurt us, are we say bless you for teaching me this lesson mm -hmm. for being this master yes, yes. of this situation that now I'm going to use this information use the information of hard situations to empower you don't give that away don't give mm -hmm. that power away even something that has been abusive yes, or whatever or it hurtful. is or appear that you're completely confused and you're giving the universe, you know, a hundred messages and so nothing gets manifest. Even that, we can use that energy. Okay, this is information that I have. 
of this period of my life or what's going on and how can I use that now to transform and shift? Mm-hmm. And it just takes one second. And that second <laughs> is right now. That moment in time when you decide, I'm here to be happy. Wait, what makes me happy? Oh, I haven't eaten today. Maybe I should go eat. It's as simple as that. What do I right need now. right now? You know, I love that. I, oh, oh, you know, so many people, I used to do that in the offices, not go to the bathroom. Like, just hold it. Why? You know, like, that's where, like, are we honoring even our basic needs? Or are we just on some automatic pilot, you know? And bringing that to the present, like, I need more sleep. You know, what do you need right now? Sometimes people are so stressed because they need to create an abundance or money or a job or something. But the only way to create it is through... Uh, uh, raising the vibration and sometimes a nap is just what you need Mm -hmm. because to be in a place where you could receive so when you're in a a place of toxicity sometimes you literally have to get to that place of rest enough so the good things could start coming in and and that's a process because we all want everything right now you know we want everything instant and everything I asked for over four years ago I got but it wasn't all overnight Mm-hmm. It was one step at a time, and it was me learning and me co-creating and me writing more and tweaking, tweaking and saying, yes, I like that. Yes, more customers like that. Yes, I want more friends like that. I've lived here in New Orleans now four years. So many people have told me, oh, they can never find good friends here. I have found so many wonderful, spiritual, humbling, sweet people here that I'm constantly finding more because that's that's all I expect. That's all that... I allow for me, where when I was younger, I always had someone that was off. Why? Because my heart was hurt. So I kept manifesting people that were broken because I was broken. Because I wanted to, there was something that they did that made me feel like they were stronger or something. And when I realized, no, they're broken, but I attracted them, so I must be broken. And I sat there and I did a shamanic journey to heal my heart, to, I called it like a soul retrieval, to retrieve all aspects of my heart that had been lost. And it was one session, one meditation, one shamanic journey. After that, everything changed. And from there, every friendship that came into my life was now a soul friend, a soul, a brother and sister, a guru that had to teach me. But I was done with the trickster gurus. I wanted to talk about that. Everyone's a guru. But some are true gurus and some are trickster gurus. They both teach you. But you have to learn to decipher between the two. And then we get to choose uh, which ones we prefer. (laughs) And some of us are very stubborn and need the trickster guru. But the trickster guru is there to hold that light until you are ready to go beyond it, which is the same idea of the devil card in the tarot. Because the devil has no power. People blame him for stuff. But he's just holding the light, the chains for people. That's just his role. If we think of it in that way, in a Christian kind of background way. There's no one, there's no source of evil, only resistance to good. There's only one source, and that's good. And that's what we, we don't know, what we've forgotten. And we're constantly remembering if we allow. All our ancestors, all our lifetimes, they're all there for us. And we, could even, we don't believe in reincarnation, then it's your DNA. It's all that DNA that has come down through you through centuries, if you want to think it from it in a scientific level. All that is in you, in your cells, all those memories. 
it, it may not be a past life. It may be an ancestor's life that's in your cells. Mm -hmm. So you can look at it in any, if you want to look at it in a spiritual aspect or, or scientific, scientific aspect. It's all the same. It, it's all the same. People get confused with both aspects. It, it, you can, law of attraction allows you to look at anything from any, any side. And that's why people's opinions are so subjective. So when we need advice, we have to find the people that are living their lights, talking their talk, and have the things in a certain way achieved what we're seeking to be that mirror. But if we're looking, you know, for some, I don't know how to explain it, for someone that is, isn't there, you know, then in a low frequency, it's not going to be, you can't, how you can't grow from that. We have to find the people that hold that high vibration for us. The biggest teachers that I find are, are the ones who lead by example. Yes. You know, and we have to also remember that as teachers ourselves, um, and many of you who are listening, I know are teachers, because sometimes even if we see a situation that, you know, we want to come and lecture on a person or... Maybe it's so clear that we just blah, 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 blah to someone or one of our students, whoever, our family member, whatever. And it's just not an effective way. But, you know, if, if somebody's shutting down to you and they're not open to receiving the information, that's that's it. But but if you lead by example, that's it just made me think because of what you were saying. Mm -hmm. Look at those who are giving the frequency, who mm -hmm. are shining the light. And those are the people that really inspire you. Yes. You know? And then that's who you look for that, that help. And then you do an exchange, you know? You may have to get a session. You may have to do a reading. You know, you may have to do an exchange. But that's, that's the aspect. And that, and that, again, is an energy flow. Yes. And why is it that, you know, when we go to a Western doctor that, you know, we'll just, yeah, maybe listen to your heart and uh, talk to you for two minutes before prescribing you mm -hmm. something. It is okay for you to pay $100, $200, $300, whatever it is. But for some reason, if we go get a, a you know, so there's the sometimes, I, yes. I feel, if you get like a Reiki session, that's $100, $200, or whatever it is, $300. Mm -hmm. and for, but for that exchange, for some reason, it just doesn't feel right to some people. I think that this is so... It's the old thinking it's that so spiritually thinking. should be poor, that people should give yeah. things for free. It's, it's just, you know, it's just so yesterday, it is not... Not, you know, because you are um, an energetic healer and you are shifting things that are, you know, way important in life because literally we are clearing um, auras and koshas and nadis and, you know, getting really deep, which is a very necessary thing for clearing and or even going to speak to a psychic that will give you perhaps an enlightenment of a situation that's going some life coaching mm -hmm. from a spiritual perspective that is so enhancing. And so they too deserve, they too live on this planet and they deserve to, you know, live their life with love and abundance and, and have yes. the same rights as everybody else. Mm -hmm. So this idea that, you know, we can't... Um, yeah, like invest in our mm -hmm. own growth with yoga yes. is another great example. Mm -hmm. Or with, you know, what any of these modalities. Any modality. I mean, it is so important that we 
acknowledge when you are spending your finances in a yoga class, not only you are investing on yourself, but you are also contributing to this teacher who is dedicating her life to that and also to a space that is now holding the class, which is high vibrational. Mm -hmm. You are also assisting a for the most most of the times a local business and you are contributing to your community so you know i really hope that what i'm trying to say is that we as a community and especially those of us who listen to podcasts like this can raise the vibration and empower each other there are times that i give you an example that i have been to you know a person's class or something and they have said no, no, I'll just, you know, give this for you. I feel weird charging you. OB, and I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want to contribute the $15 yes. or the $20 mm-hmm. for that yoga class because I'm not trying to, you know, what's this thing that we're trying to cut deals with everything? Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't for financially, there's like a, a hardship, then talk about trading with yes. somebody. Mm-hmm. I love that. Again, everything is energy. So, you know, yeah, perhaps you can't do the $20 for that class, but you can come and help with uh, the backyard or mm-hmm. you can come and, you know, arrange some flowers and uh, whatever it is. Okay, so what do you do? Can you, then I'll cut your hair and you do this. Yes, and so yeah. that is an exchange yes. too. And I'm totally cool with that because sometimes, yeah, we all go through things. But that that beauty, that, that mentality of abundance is what we need yes. and not the mentality of, you know, I, I cannot give you for blah, blah, you know, whatever it is because it's a spiritual healing thing, which mm-hmm. makes complete zero, yeah, zero sense. No. I mean, even if we look at zero. the thoughts of churches, they always, 10% yeah. of people's salary would go towards the church. Yeah. That's what they would like consider in that saying. But what it is is equal exchange. Yeah. Because it's people's time, people's energy, and everything is exchange. Yeah. <laughs> everything we look at from when we go... From our food, everything's exchanged. This whole universe is exchanged. With the angels, we could send them Reiki. It's an exchange. Everything is, yeah. is feeding and, and, and even in I like to a lot of times if I am setting an intention or, you know, there's something that I really like to manage. I, I don't think that, you know, creating altars is the, same, the only way. But for me, it has been something really beautiful because I love the idea that I am offering something. Yes. Even if that I go to my backyard and I see this... A, a leaf or a, a piece of wood that fell from a tree, and I'll pick that up and I will come and you know give that as an offering to my altar, and then I feel there is an exchange of energy. You know, everything is an exchange. I I would love to see us all live in the space of heart, you know, heart vibration, heart chakra. Really have this heart expensive heart. Um, um, we can think of it as a homage. Like when we, I was talking about earlier creating a spiritual altar for the ancestor. When we're putting that glass, when we're cleaning um, that altar, when we're putting that incense, when we're turning on that candle, what we're doing is we're offering light, we're offering homage. And then that elevation of your ancestors then can elevate you and bring you your daily bread, bring you the material that you need in this world. So again, it's, it's an exchange. So when we're creating altars, when everything we're doing, it's a homage. It's a homage to everything in the world. So every moment can be that. And I love when you said today to 
uh, at the shala that your, you know, your home can become your altar. Mm-hmm. Your life can become an expression of your altar. When you look at practices such as feng shui, that is your yes. altar. Everything can be an expression of your devotional work to something higher and some um, love and peace yes. and evolution. And the vibration of joy mm-hmm. is one of the highest vibration we can actually have. So... As much as we can put ourselves in that place, I think, wow, you know, how beautiful and how, not only that, but how enhancing not only for your life, but for your neighbors and and the planet. I had a friend once come and said, the best thing you could do is make the entrance of your home beautiful. Because even if it's your neighbor's entrance, because that's the first one you see every time you walk out the door. Make their door pretty and you're getting blessings. It's like this beautiful that. thing. Like, yeah, your neighbor needs help. Make that pretty yeah. for them. Mm-hmm. Like in in speaking of, you know, helping your neighbors or, I, you know, I love it when sometimes I'd see my neighbors didn't take their trash out and I take their trash mm-hmm. out for them. For years I have been doing that. And so they also now sometimes take my trash mm-hmm. or we'll bring each other's trash back. And I'm not talking about one, one place because I've in the past few years actually moved a few places. So, you know, when you extend a hand to someone, something as simple as that, bringing a trash out or in, it will come back to yeah, you. Yeah, it creates an example. And, and there's a ripple effect and there's this circle of energy that is very empowering. Yes. And you begin to live in this place of there's more and there's abundance and mm-hmm. there's joy. And it's not a place that there's any, uh, it's, it's a very empowering place to be. I like to create my real yes. reality. Yes, and that, that is what we're doing here. And going back to what we're talking about exchanges is also important to exchange when people ask you. Like if people don't ask me, hey, what can I do? Or, you know, I need help, then I, that's not my job. I'm just me. I'm, and that's just me, Vanessa, hanging out, chilling. I ain't trying to be psychic. You know, I'm not trying to see what spirits you have. If I did, I'd go crazy. I had to learn to shut that down and set up sessions, times, procedures, so I don't go insane. Because as much as I'm a psychic and a medium, I'm not seeing everyone's ghosts. I don't want to, yeah. you know. So it is important sometimes for well, us to understand you create that they your have, boundaries. Yes, too. and that people have to ask us for help. Because yeah, there's many times when I've, I may give advice or something, and then realize it's just going to empty ears. Mm-hmm. They're not even ready to hear me. They're in such a low vibration they can't even understand. So then it's me wasting my time and then that's an illusion. That's a trick right there. That's that's the the what we could call a pendulum or a program uh, tricking me from actually focusing on what I need to focus on, which is the daily living. You know that that blessing. And that's where we do have to say, well, I come ask, you know. We have to be the beacons, I guess. And I always tell people like I don't I will never like like try to sell a reading because I, I can't even do that. Like the person has to be ready because it's co-creation. It's not even up to me. <laughs> even the time's not up to me. Like sometimes like, okay, this time it's like, no, they need more time. Because the moment the it's requested, I got permission. The moment I got permission, the angels got permission. That's it. They already started working. So now they're prepping me and the person to set up the the time and the frequency to elevate it, you know? So I even have to trust enough to surrender. 
Yeah, you know, it, it's so interesting that you say that, and I know we're going to close pretty soon, but the other day I had a client that asked me for a Reiki session, and we had it scheduled, you know, and one night I went to bed, and in, in, the, in my dreams, I called in the distant uh, healing symbol, Hon Shazeshonen, and started doing distant healing on her and started having a session and brought in the Reiki symbols and just like we learn and <laughs> with Rachel and that I have learned. And, and so it was so interesting because I had this whole session and it was like a distant healing session. And when I woke up, I said, whoa, oh my God. And it was, I think that day or the mm-hmm. day after that I actually met with her in person. But when I, I knew that my work with her had already begun. Yes. And when I met with her in person, we were then one-on-one. But, and I even mentioned, I said, well, you know, I just want you to know that we've already started doing yeah. work together. And it was, it was really powerful because it, I was like, wow. Yeah, I've had so many crazy. I could, I could have a whole podcast about my dreams because I have created yoga sequences. I've, I've created my manuals for trainings. I have, I've, I've had so many revelations in dreams. I have them a yeah. lot in daydreams, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, because I was always a daydreamer. And now I've started to realize that the new daydreams I have are actually visions of the future, of timelines. Mm-hmm. So it's really funny because it's taken me, my childhood, like many years I thought, you know, you're not supposed to daydream and stuff like that. So I've now understood that my childhood fancy was for a reason. And now I can see, and, not, and sometimes I have to be like, wait, what's going on? Because I'm <laughs> dreaming as I'm awake. Yeah. And at the same time, seeing glimpses. I was doing a shamanic journey one day and I thought I was dreaming or daydreaming. And then I realized I was actually in the future. And I, it was so strange because my brain was trying to figure out what I was doing, but I was already doing it in the vision. So I had to come back to me and say, wait, that's why it's, they're not, you're not get, I thought I was getting a download yeah. of information of how to teach until I realized that I wasn't getting a download. I was just observing myself channeling. <laughs> so I couldn't teach myself how to do it because I can never prepare other than knowing what I got to bring. Yeah. It just happens. It's co-creation. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell is happening? <laughs> okay, so we're, um, we're going to go to dinner, okay? <laughs> I just got a text that said that we're going to go to dinner. You too. <laughs> so we're going to wrap you, everyone, because we're going to go to dinner. But first, just a couple of things before the meditation. One, one uh, uh, question. So, Vanessa, when we were doing our astral travel drum circle today, um, at the end we had a closing circle. We were kind of rushing out on time, and I passed my turn because I wanted to make sure all the participants could speak to Vanessa but I, you asked me before, right before, what came to me. And one thing that came that have been coming a lot recently is this huge, enormous white owl. Uh. <laughs> but it's almost um, transparent. And when I have done some of the Reiki healing sessions with my clients, I, the owl has come. The owl has come in a few of my dreams and it came today again it has actually been coming it actually brought another owl friend today which was really interesting because I had never seen that one but it's this white majestic and I mean almost like the the size of this house 
Well, I'm already getting chills, <laughs> but I'm being told that you're, um, one, you're channeling the owl energy, but it's what we would call out of this world or out of dimensional because they are bigger, you know. This is, an, is a teaching energy. You can channel this as, as you grow with it. As much as you could try to research what it means, there is no research. Because this is, this is almost like the diamond dragons coming to me and me having to sit there and find out their name and ask what they do and talk to them and then trust my intuition. But this is a true uh, channeling. This is a true energy you're bringing to the planet. And the owls to me are wisdom. And they're also the teachers of the law of attraction, funny enough. So to me, it also is saying that you're ready to go to the next level of creation for yourself, which may be a little scary because it seems so majestic. <laughs> but that's where their majesty is coming in, their, their, this, this light that is, that is coming. But this is a direct line for you to work with. Uh, and what I would do is say it. I call in the owl energy. I call in the owl teachers. I call in, you know, what's your name? Like sit down and communicate with them. I have been very thankful um, and grateful for the owl energy recently in my life. Who The owl has also brought me a lot of beautiful new music. One night I woke up, I was having the dreams with all and and I was guided to come into all of this um, Native American and, and also tribal indigenous from the Amazon in Brazil, music and drumming and flutes. And um, it's been really an incredible journey that I'm now using this music in my healing sessions and in my yoga classes and in my meditations. And yeah, the owls have so much they want to tell you. Yoga and acupuncture um, you know, workshops, a lot of the healing modalities that I do. And this, this year has truly been transformational to me. I am really coming into a place of understanding how to shift energy in so many levels and w- with different tools, you know, not only with the yoga postures, but the breath and the meditations and the yoga nidra and the traveling, astral travel and so many things and, and Reiki and energy healing and just nature, the planet, the world, really understanding from a very deep level that we are one and we are all connected. And there is love and equanimity. There is evolution of the soul. And I am so grateful, so grateful for this opportunity to be in this life and that I get to do this work with all of you. The owls are also what I would call a portal for you. Mm-hmm. They're teaching you how to truly do distant work by you going and coming and bringing your clients to. They're teaching you how to like work in the astral, how to mm-hmm. come in and out and how to go and be safe and mm-hmm. uh, how to protect you. So they're literally dimensional beings that are helping you understand. And they're coming as an owl form because they know that you'll accept that form and also see the beauty in it because they are beautiful. They're beautiful. And there's a goddess lineage. I'm not yeah. sure if it's Athena, but there's a goddess lineage and a lifetime lineage with you and these beings and maybe even an, a different realm. Uh, like we think of Asgard or different realms in the universe, but this is for you, it's coming from a source for you, directly for you from somewhere. That it started a long, basically what I'm trying to say is it started a long, long time ago yeah, for you. like a divine yes. light, divine yes. line yes. of light. Yes, and you're here 
to yeah. help others. We're all here to help others grow, but you're here to help a certain number of others grow and a certain people will be called to you for a reason. You're creating your legion, I guess that's what I'm trying to say. So there's going to be people that you prepare in, in these ways, in these understandings. And the owl is also loving and caring and cares for itself. The owl takes time, you know, does things slowly, just observes. It's asking you to look at what's real and what's unreal mm-hmm. and what you should focus and unfocus on in a way. Sometimes we choose our pain as suffering. Uh, we could even have physical pain, but we don't need to suffer. That's, that's the trick of it. And, and that's what you're trying to elevate because you work with people's bodies and positioning and things like that and people's beliefs of what they can and can't do. And you're, you're helping them move beyond that. If anyone wants to get a reading from you or a Reiki session or hire you to come do one of your phenomenal, amazing transformational workshops, you know, speak with you on the phone for a session, anything, how can they get a hold of you? You are so wonderful. <laughs> Thank and you. And I really hope that our listeners will take the opportunity to connect with you because if they do, they're in for a treat. Yes. Uh, the first way to reach me is, of course, by phone. Uh, my number is 504 507 And there you can text or leave me a message if you don't catch me. And that's how I set up my appointments and set up my phone sessions. My phone sessions are way easier to book than my in-person, but I can give you information from there. I am also under readings by Vanessa on Yelp in New Orleans, if you look me up. I'm also in New York City, I think, and in New Orleans, but I'm mostly based here in New Orleans. Did you tell your Instagram? And my Instagram is also readings by Vanessa. My Facebook business page is readings by Vanessa. And my website right now is tarotbyvanessa.com. And I also have um, an oilsbyvanessa.com, which is for um, therapeutic oils that I promote. I'm trying to think what else I'm under. Uh, And my email, readingsbyvanessa at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't do Twitter, not yet. And yeah. but I love Instagram and Facebook. I put my a lot of my events on my Facebook page. Um, and most of the time, if you look me up in New Orleans, you'll find me under readings by Vanessa. But calling me is usually the or texting is an email is usually the direct form. <laughs> so we invite all of you to join us in this closing meditation today with Vanessa. Vanessa, first, I also want to tell you, thank you so much for doing this. I mean, I love you. Thank you for <laughs> I love you you know, too. doing thank everything, you. all of our collaborations. I have just so much love and, and growth every time I'm around you. So thank you for being in the podcast, for coming to the Shala, for all your contributions to this planet. The thank world <laughs> is a better world because of you. And you are really divine light. Thank you so much. Um, If you are driving, maybe you want to do the meditation later or just stop somewhere and you can do the meditation with us. So I'm going to chant. I'm going to start by chanting this mantra in Sanskrit. So take a close your eyes. Take a deep breath. Open your mouth. 
Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mirtyoma Ambritam Gamaya Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mirtyoma Ambritam Gamaya Asatoma Sadgamaya Tamasoma Jyotirgamaya Mirtyoma Ambritam Gamaya Oh Shanti 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 O Lord, lead me from ignorance to truth, from darkness to light, from death to immortality. Peace, peace, peace. I'm going to start with the Medicine Buddha. Om Koro Koro Sundori Matogi Sawaka. Om Koro Koro Sundori Matogi Sawaka. Om Koro Koro Sundori Matogi Sawaka. We call in our divine angels, our guardian angels, our archangels. We call in the nine orders of the angels, the diamond dragons, the elemental dragons. We call in the cosmic sun and the mother moon. We call in Pachamama, Mother Earth, and Mother Nature. We call in all that we are, our omnipresent, our higher self, our inner being. A divine male and female, our inner children. We call in our family lines, our ancestors. Family through blood and marriage, known and unknown. We call in our past lives, all aspects of ourselves, all aspects that have been fragmented, all that has been taken, all that we've given away, returns to us, all aspects of our soul, our light, our love. We call ourselves back into our body, back into our heart. We ask the diamond dragons for a blessing of light, for an activation of our chakras, an activation of our fifth dimensional chakras, grounding us from heaven to earth, balancing us through the core crystal of the planet, balancing the world, a web of life and light through us and without. At this time, we ask for healing, we ask for this diamond dragon light as we awaken for the next 21 days to activate the healing and the restorative nature of this beautiful light. And as we sleep, we ask for healing light, loving light to put us in a deep slumber to restore our body, our mind, to sleep deeply and peacefully.
We ask for this blessing for the next 21 days and 21 nights. And we ask the diamond dragons to bless us with synchronicity. For all this we encounter, may they be blessed with the same light and all those they encounter, creating life, love, all around us. Help us remember who we are. Help us remember that we are blessed. Help us remember that all the blessings already are. We open up our hearts and our minds and our arms. We are open and receptive to all the good, to all the love, to all the wealth the universe has for us now. We're open and receptive to all the good, to all the wealth, to all the love the universe has for us now. We're open and receptive to all the good, to all the wealth, to all the love the universe has for us now. All that we are, guide us today and every day. Show us signs. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We take three deep breaths slowly, bringing this energy through us. We hold this energy as long as we can. And slowly we start coming back into the room. feels so beautiful. I could stay here forever. You can place your finger right on top of your crown to help you ground if you need some help coming into your body. Namaste. Namaste. Wherever you are, Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. You are loved. You are light. You are beautiful. I love you. We love you. Have a wonderful day. Bye-bye, everyone. We love you. Love you. Bye. Thanks for listening to Life on Earth. You can help us by taking a few minutes to leave a rating and review on iTunes. For more inspiring content, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Search Life on Earth in iTunes or visit lifeonearth.podbean.com.